It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Time to talk some Super Smash here on Mornings with Ian Smith. Mine is Smithy. Daniel McCarty uh, with you through to midday. Peter Fulton, the coach of the Canterbury uh, men's side, joins the program because uh, yesterday they uh, secured second spots in the men's competition, beating Wellington in Wellington. Not very sporting of you, Peter Fulton. Ruining our Wellington anniversary. Boo hiss. How are you, mate? Yeah, no, no, I'm good, thanks, Daniel. Uh, yeah, no, it, was a, it was a good day. Really, really good weather. Good crowd in. Um, and, and as you say, nice to, nice to beat the home team, um, you know, on a, on a, on a pretty important day. Um, but the, the, the Blaze, the women's team, the Blaze are going pretty well, so it wasn't, wasn't all dirt and bloom for Wellington cricket supporters. Yeah, that, that is true. Uh, they're a pretty darn fine side. Uh, let's, uh, I think we can all agree on that. But your team's performance, let's talk specifically about that before more broader strokes we talk about the season and what lies ahead. Uh, were you happy to bat first? Yeah, yeah, we were. We were going to bat first. I think... Um, Obviously, the last game that was played there it was the same wicket. Wellington played Northern Districts last week, uh, and Wellington batted or got put in and got bowled out for just over a hundred. So, yeah, I think that probably maybe played into maybe what the Firebirds were thinking. But yeah, we were going to yes. bat first. Hot day. Um, yeah, just sort of thought we could post a score and um, you know and, and back our bowlers to defend it. Yeah, I think. When Henry Nichols goes out for 52, you're 145 for two in the 18th over. So, gee, your top three, just imperious, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Uh, I think we, we got 100 and... I think we made 178 and we didn't we didn't hit a single six, which I'm not sure if that's... You know, I don't know if that would have happened too many times in T20 cricket. Um, but it just, it just showed that there's more than one way to play the game. And, yeah, Tom Latham and Henry Nichols um, especially were... Yeah, just it was one of the one of the more um, or some of the more intelligent cricket you'll you'll probably see. I think they just manipulated the field and and like I said, they played some some great shots and and did it with sort of timing and, and placement rather than just brute power. Yeah, tell us more about Henry's knock. Fifty two off thirty one, seven fours, and that. I'm sure you've got a lot of empathy for him. He's a guy who seems to be in the spotlight, um, you know, for higher honours, if you know what I mean, Pete. But as far as the way he's playing at the moment, how do you judge? Oh, look, I think, I mean, he had a really good start to the season in Plunkett Shield for us. Um, and since he's, since he's come back from, from Black Caps, um, sort of white ball duty, um, yeah, he's, he's playing as well as, I've, as well as I've seen him, to be honest. Um, just, just really confident. Um, and, you know, once he's sort of had a, had a string of T20 games under his belt, um, yeah, he's just sort of picked up where he left off sort of in previous years for us when he played a bit more domestic cricket. So, yeah, 
couldn't couldn't be playing any better to be honest at the moment. Were you pretty comfortable with one seventy eight? You, you felt like that was a winning target. Uh, well, we sort of thought um, the feedback from the middle, sort of halfway through, was that one sort of sixty one seventy was going to be a you know a, a pretty good score. Um, but I guess there's no guarantees. You sort of I guess you're thinking about what's a competitive score as opposed to what's a you know, going to be a winning score. So, yeah, pretty happy with 180. Um, we, we sort of felt like Wellington, someone was going to have to play really, really well. And, um, you know, Nick Kelly, you know, he played really well for a, for a wee while. And, and so did Michael Brooks, where he was just sort of starting to threaten to take the game away yeah. from us a little bit. So um, that was that was probably the big wicket. Um, and once we and once we got, managed to get rid of... Um, once we managed to get rid of him, then, like I said, we managed to turn the screws and, and it got, you know, pretty tough for the guys coming in later on. Yeah, you really did. Uh, if you just look at that scoreboard, it looks like the Michael Bracewell is the moment. The, the way he's playing, the way he's striking, I think he hit three sixes himself, three more than your team, as you pointed out, uh, didn't hit any. Uh, and they're well ahead of the scoring rate at, at that stage. So so what were the keys to being able to apply that pressure after the wicket? Oh, I think, I mean, the wicket probably both innings slowed up a little bit as the game went on. But, yeah, we got that wicket. Then we got another one. The, the next over, uh, Michael Rippon got Troy Johnson, and yeah, just the new the new batters coming in. Um, you know, as the wicket slowed up. We managed to change our pace and um, you know take the pace off the ball, make make them you know try and hit the ball a long way to, to big boundaries. So um, nothing nothing too sort of revolutionary, but um, yeah, like I said, our bowlers our bowlers have done a great job all season. Um, you know and you know, they, they they did the job again tomorrow, uh, yesterday, sorry. Yeah, yeah, they have been very consistent. Has the batting sort of been the one that has been a bit more up and down? Because I, I look back at the last four games, two scores over 200. You got a big score yesterday, as we've talked about. It seems a lot of consistency there, and funnily enough, you've won three out of four. Yeah, look, I think for us, uh, I, think, I think probably, you know, the last two games especially, I mean, Chad Bowe's got a, a big score against Northern District and Hamilton, but you know he also got a really good sort of you know thirty odd quick fire thirty odd yesterday as well, and he's a he's a really important player for us. I think when he when he gets us off to a good start, and um, like a lot of teams, it, it makes it a lot easier for everyone else. So yeah, like I said, the start of the season, our, our, our campaign, our batting was a little bit inconsistent, I think, but yeah, we've we've managed to post some some good totals of late and. Yeah, some you know we've got some some guys coming in down the order, Mitch Hay and and BJ Jacobs as well, who have got a lot of power and are really dangerous sort of hitters at the death. So so that's been important too. What have you been saying to Chad? Because it's been quite lean, other than that big knock uh, by his standards. This is an international caliber player, um, very light on runs. So, so what advice have you been imparting to him to get him through this tricky period? Oh uh, yeah, I mean look, it, it's never easy as a, as a batsman, especially in T Twenty, because you know, probably, probably a big part of you, you know, when you haven't, you know, made too many big scores, just wants to, you know, get yourself in for 15, 20 balls and um, get yourself underway, which obviously you can't really afford to do in T20. So just tried to encourage him to keep being really aggressive, and you know, just sort of said to him, well, if you if you're being aggressive, if you're missing out but you're being aggressive, well, then we're happy. Um, like I said, we don't we don't want to. We don't want to see you go into your shell and, and just try and play to make sure you get a score. We want you to be aggressive. And we said we um, yeah, just trusted that he's a, he's, a, he's a great player. And like I said, that the innings last you know, two games ago against ND was, you know, was, a, was a special one. And um, hopefully he's coming into some great form at the right time. 
So it's Wellington and Canterbury again in the elimination final, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yep. That would be the third time in about 12 days, right? So there'd be no surprises. No, no surprises. Uh, you would imagine that um, Devin Conway and Rachin Ravindra will be available. Um, maybe maybe Tim Robinson as well, if he's fit. Maybe Tom Blundell, if he's fit as well. So, yeah, there's going to be... We'll have you know some of our black cap guys available too, I think. So... Yeah, shaping up like you know, really a really high quality game of cricket. To be fair, so um, yeah, looking looking forward to it. We're, wherever it may be, we're still waiting to find out where it will be. What? Yeah. So, so elaborate on this. My understanding, and tell me if I'm wrong, Pete. You know, you've worked alongside me over the years. I can get a lot of things wrong. So it it, it depends on who finishes second in the women's competition. They will they will yeah. host both elimination finals. Is that correct? Have I got something right for once? Yes, yes, you've got that right. Yeah, so I think uh, Northern Districts are, are playing Otago today, uh, obviously in both men's and women's games. So, yeah, whoever wins that game, I think, um, will will host the, you know, out of the women's teams, will host the, the elimination semi-final. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's, it's, it's probably, look, it's probably a similar to situation to the, you know, the Blaze. The Wellington Blaze are going to be in the... Um, in the, you know, in a in a in a final, um, and they're going to be playing in, in Auckland, regardless of who they're playing. So, I get I get the reasons why they do it. Probably works easier for TV and 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 costs and, and that sort of thing. But um, yeah, I, I guess from my point of view, when you when you're looking at a, a game between Wellington and Canterbury with the caliber of players that are going to be on show, um, it seems it seems like a bit of a shame that it's going to be played in Dunedin or Hamilton, probably. You know, at twelve o'clock on a on a Friday afternoon with, you know, not many people watching. So, yeah, I'm not sure what the answer is. There's probably people smarter than me that could tell you why it has to be this way. But yeah, it doesn't, doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? No, it's going to be chock a block a block of talent. Um, so, which black caps do you have? Just remind me, who's available? Uh, well, you. yeah, we, we're still having we're still waiting to confirm that. I mean, I think Daryl Mitchell missed the the last um, the last T20. At Hagley on Sunday, so he was being rested for a um, yeah. I think he's you know a bit of a bit of a niggle, so not sure if he'll be available. But I think um, Matt Henry and East East Sodi will be available hopefully, and I think there's also a chance that Kyle Jamison might play as well. So just waiting to waiting to sort of finalise that today, hopefully. Do you become a Northern Districts or an Otago fan today? Uh, do you have a preference? Like uh, I'm thinking about ground. What suits your team? You think more than the other? Oh, I don't think there's too much difference to be honest. Uh, they're both they're both not the biggest crowd, so so yeah, I don't think it it really makes too much difference. Um, yeah, we've obviously played at Hamilton a couple of games ago. It was a really good wicket, high scoring game. Um, and Dunedin's normally a you know pretty batsman friendly wicket as well. So yeah, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't worry us too much um, in terms of you know, in terms of. Where we play, you know, as far as grounds go, I mean, it's, you know, Dunedin or Hamilton as a city, I mean, it's, you know, not much to, not much to choose from between the two of those, is there, so. No, exactly. You've won a Plunkett Shield, you've won a Ford Trophy, how much do you want the Super Smash, how much do you think about completing the set for yourself? Oh, uh, yeah, look, I mean, obviously we've had, you know, we've been in the final the last three years, um... So yeah, it's definitely something that's. Um, I know the players. The players are really, you know, really keen to um, to, tr- to try and win this one, and, and it's, it's the one probably 
you know, in terms of in terms of uh, you know crowds and sort of media profile and you know being on TV and stuff, it obviously you know it gets a it gets a lot of attention and a lot of eyeballs. Um, you know, on T20 these days, and there's opportunities in franchise cricket for people who do well. So I know all the players are really keen to um, to try and win it. But yeah, like I said, we've we've we've, we've fallen short a few times, so we know that there's you know there's no guarantees, and we're going to be yeah we're going to be coming up against a, a you know really quality team on uh, on Friday in Wellington. So yeah, T20 cricket, we'll we'll um, we'll, we'll see how we go. Three straight finals is really impressive. But it's really frustrating, obviously. You don't need me to tell you that. So maybe where have you failed to win those big games? Is there, has there been any trends you've identified, Coach? Oh, no, look, I think, I think last the, the most previous one last year, I think, um, was probably our, 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 probably our best performance in terms of getting to the final. We actually, last year, I don't think, I don't, don't think we had any of our black caps for the entire campaign. Um, so, so last year was probably the most impressive achievement. To be fair, we had a, you know, a lot of really young guys like Zach Folks and Will O'Rourke and Mitch Hay and Angus McKenzie, who hadn't really played a lot at this level uh, in T20 cricket. So, so we did really well, I think, last year to make the final. Probably um, the first, the first, my first season as coach, we played Wellington in the final, and you know, we probably would have won if not for Devin Conway. He got ninety odd not out. Um, so, you know, that 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 could happen. So, yeah. I, I can't really pinpoint any one thing. Um, like I said, it's at this time of the at this time of the campaign, it's going to come down to you know one or two guys on either team having really good days. And you know, like I said yesterday, we had a couple of couple of our guys had 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 really good days with the bat, and that was probably the difference in the game. How are you enjoying life as a coach? You've obviously had a pretty successful run with Canterbury. You had some time with the Black Caps as well. You know. The future for you as a coach, what does it look like now? Uh, is it branching offshore, staying here? Explain that to me. Um, not really too sure, to be honest. I, I think probably, um, I think most people would probably tell you, like, I don't think anyone really knows in the next sort of, you know, three, five, ten years, no one really knows sort of what, you know, what the cricket scene is going to look like too much. Um you know, is, is there going to be as much international cricket played? Is there going to be a lot more franchise cricket played? You know, all those things. So, yeah, like I said, I'm just sort of keeping a bit of an open mind at the moment. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely like to, you know, at, at some point, you know, coach in different competitions, whether that be, you know, overseas or in franchise competitions and things like that. But again, no, no real, no real sort of set. Timeline. I'm still really enjoying what I'm doing here, and um, yeah, really enjoying. I guess seeing some some really good young cricketers come through to Canterbury, and um, and you know, guys do well. And you know, when you see someone like Willow Rock, you know, make their debut, and um, that's a that's a pretty pretty cool thing to, I guess, to see as a coach. And that's that's sort of why that well, that's why I got into it really, because um, yeah, you're not you're not really doing it. For yourself, to be honest, as a coach, you're, you're, you're doing it to hopefully see others have success. Brilliant stuff. All right, uh, Mr. Fulton, thank you so much for your time. Uh, wish you all the success. Oh, I can't do that, actually. You know, mate, I can't wish you success for Friday, mate. I'm a Wellingtonian. That would be utterly disingenuous. You wouldn't believe a single word that came out of my mouth. So um, good luck for, the, uh, for whatever happens after the Super Smash. Is that a comfortable enough uh, farewell? Yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's fine, mate. I know what you mean. Yeah, brilliant stuff, Pete. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Go well. Not a problem. Cheers, mate.